everybody. It's Jeff from the Fantasy Doctors, and this is the Fantasy Doctors Podcast. And if you haven't figured out by now, this is the podcast to listen to for expert injury analysis, accurate timetables. There's been a lot of injuries across the NFL. We have two board-certified physicians that are here to give you expert analysis and also the fantasy implications. So this is a weekly show. If you're not subscribed on iTunes, please go do that. Leave us a review, good, bad, or indifferent. We'd love to hear it and any feedback you might have for us. And, and uh, we look forward and thank you for uh, tuning in this week. And uh, with me, as always, is my partner. He's an orthopedic surgeon. He is a Duke professor. His name is Dr. Seelan Preck. Dr. Preck, what's up? Hey, Jeff. What's going on, man? Oh, not too much, How are man. you? You're back from your travels. Good, good to be home. It's great to be home back in, in the country and back in the same time zones as, as you guys. It's uh, It was kind of crazy trying to uh, do the time zone difference, but we're all good now. Yeah, well, you were gone, but the injuries didn't stop, did they? We got some big names to talk about. And, uh, no, I'm wondering, if, yeah, I'm wondering if it's, it's like an every other week thing. You know, week three wasn't so bad. Week two was horrible. Week four is horrible. So, Maybe this is going to be an every even week. We're going to have some bad stuff to talk about. Yeah, certainly this week is no exception. There's some big, big names. Uh, some that I actually rostered on my fantasy team. So it's a little bittersweet tonight. We have to discuss these guys and and what is how it's going to impact their teams. Uh, joining us as always is the third person in this uh, in this podcast, and that's Dr. Jesse Morris. Dr. Morris, what's up? How are we? Hey, Jesse. Good, man. Good. So, guys, uh, as I said, there's been a ton of injuries. I'm going to start off with the, probably the biggest of them all, and that's Dr. Or, uh, Dalvin Cook, Dr. Precky, who tore his ACL, brutal injury, non-contact injury, looked bad when it happened. Uh, what's your expectations? We know this is a lengthy, lengthy recovery. Can you just touch on that real fast? Yeah, you know, you look at the video, it'll make you you cringe. And I thought this was actually going to be worse than it turned out to be. I mean, an ACL is bad, but I thought he's have associated ligament damage. The word is the MRI just showed an isolated ACL, which for a young running back, they good. You know, if you're going to pick a knee the ligament damage, this is the one you want, and an isolated one is the one you want. So nine to 11 months for him to get back, he should be ready to go next year, early part of next year. Yeah. Yeah, big blow. I had him on my fantasy squad. He was just killing it. Very dynamic running back. Jesse, what is this going to do to that backfield in Minnesota? They have Latavius Murray, who's also coming back from injury, and they have Jarek McKinnon, who got hurt last week with an ankle. What's Who's going to get the carries in Minnesota? Yeah, this is a tough blow, unfortunately. this uh, Delvin Cook had uh, tons of potential. He was just starting to kind of be dynamic and, and really got, coming into his own. Uh, as, as part of that, those three, three or four solid rookie running backs. And now, unfortunately, he's done for the year, and there's a huge drop-off in Minnesota after him. Um, Jerick McKinnon looked okay. He looked half-decent in there, and I think he'll be um, uh, in the cards. But at the same time, Latavius Murray, who – but uh, is also dealing with an injury in addition to McKinnon, uh, will be there as well. Uh, FDX doesn't really like either this week. Um, they're playing Chicago on Monday night football. Uh, somebody has to take the load. Uh, we'll see how effective they are as Keenan was not effective this week. Um, go figure. He kind of bounced back to 
uh, what we thought he was. Um, but we'll see how he does this week. I'm, uh, we'll talk about Sam Bradford probably later. Um, but as far as these two guys, I'm kind of split on them. I think McKinnick will, will get a lot of work, but also Murray, once he gets healthy, uh, he, you know, he has a, a strong history of over a thousand yards, multiple, uh, several touchdowns, uh, last year in Oakland. So uh, I think he has the potential to, uh, kind of be the more reliable one. Uh, if you have the spot, then throw a, a wave wire on both of them. See if you get lucky at this time, I'd probably prefer maybe McKinnon over Murray, but in the long run, probably Murray. Really? Well, yeah, so well, I was just going to say, you know, to that point, you know, some of the fantasy owners may get worried about wavering McKinnon. He had an ankle sprain in the fourth quarter of, of you know, week four. So he should be good to go week five. Um, I don't think it's going to be an issue. So I, I agree with you. You know, uh, if you can waver McKinnon or Murray, uh, you'd want to get one of them. Yeah, neither one that, of these guys yep. really stood up well to full workloads either. Yeah, neither one of these guys, Murray or McKinnon, has ever stood up to a full workload. you got to believe there's going to be maybe Murray gets the early down work and McKinnon, of course, just stays in the role that he's already always been in. But uh, I can't see either one of them getting the lion's share of the work there. Um, Jesse, you hit on the FDX score. I want my dad told me who's a very loyal listener to this pod. He goes, he, you know, he he told me you need to explain what an algorithm is. So I'm going to just briefly explain it real fast because he doesn't know what it is. So, Dad, I'm speaking to you. This is, an algorithm is, is a complex mathematical equation that simultaneously takes into account many player and game related factors. And we do this to build FDX. And what I'll talk about later, we have an FDVX that we just launched today that we're super excited about. So we take all these predictive variables, mash them up into a complex mathematical formula and generate our scores. Um, it's really cool groundbreaking stuff. So dad, if that doesn't clear it up, then I don't know. I, I can't. Hey, Jeff's dad. Think of your FICO score. This is kind of the FICO score for the NFL player. Um, and hopefully that'll help clear it up as well. Good. I doubt it will, but hey, Pop, that's as good as we can do. <laughs> this is new age. He still gets his scores Monday morning in the newspaper box score for fantasy. Hey man, I, I'm just impressed that your dad's listening to a podcast. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Maybe we can stream it over uh, the radio on top of the TV player. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the cool thing about I started playing fantasy football with my dad when I was 11 years old in his work, in his league with all of his friends. And I mean, a long, long time ago. And we used to get our scores out of the newspaper on Monday morning. Crazy, crazy stuff. And now he's listening to podcasts and we're talking about algorithms, how far the fantasy football game has come. Guys, let's move on. Um, let's talk about Ty uh, Montgomery, who suffered some broken ribs. Uh, Dr. Freck, what's your expectations? I, I mean, this is a real painful injury. Do we, what do you expect? How much time do you expect him to miss, or do you even expect him to play this week? Yeah, so this is, you know, there's been a lot of misinformation out here. We we got uh, initially when the injury happened to Montgomery, uh, you know, it was really so he's got rib fractures. And I was like, no, he's got a rib injury. Then it became, no, maybe he may have multiple rib fractures. The bottom line is and actually Montgomery himself was quoted it, uh, saying that he has multiple rib fractures. So here's the problem. When you have multiple rib fractures, this is very painful. Now you may be able to get away with playing a week or two after one rib fracture, but for multiples, 
much more difficult. Now, never say never, but I'll, I got to tell you, I'm not optimistic for him playing against the Cowboys. And if he does, he won't be very effective. It's just going to take one helmet to the chest, one slam to the ground, and those ribs are going to scream in pain. And so if he does play, I'd make sure if as a fantasy owner, I'd bench him. Uh, I just wouldn't play him. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't. You know, he's another guy that just can't, you know, he's a he's a wide receiver that's been, you know, made into a running back. He was a running back early on, I think, in his collegiate career, but has never been able to stay on the field. The, the Packers, you know, are got hit with the injury bug a little bit, Jesse. Devontae Adams got a concussion as well. Uh, Aaron Jones has got to be skyrocketing up the waiver wire claims, huh? Yeah. I mean, this was unfortunate injury. I was I was on the sidelines for a different game, so I didn't get to watch this game last week. But uh, I, people were dropping like flies. I mean, Montgomery went down, and Adams went down, and I was like, oh, there goes my entire lineup for the week. But, um, yeah, I'd be very surprised if he played this week, or if he is, there's no way I'm touching him, either in, in, in season-long or DFS. Um uh, you know, uh, Jones did a good job. Uh, Jamal Williams also got injured, his back, uh, Montgomery's backup. Um, so uh, Aaron Jones came in, um, and it sounds like uh, Rodgers is pretty confident in this guy. Um, he went 13 rushes for 49 yards and one uh, touchdown, which isn't awesome. It's like 3.8 yards per carry or something. But um, he's um, he's he was semi-productive, and anybody who's in that offense, I, I want something to do with. So, um, uh, if the X Force worth does like Montgomery this week, but I think the issue is the unclarity and how severe this injury is. They have him ranked as the 11th running back um, for what it's worth, but we'll see towards the later of the week. You saw that Rob Kelly had similar injury, and we don't even know how many he fractured ribs he had, and he skipped it a week, and he did wasn't very good last night either for what it's worth. So. Um, avoid him this week and hopefully he's better next week or the week after. I mean, he's, he's by far the most played snaps out of any back in the league. I mean, he's like at like 98% snap percentage or something. It's crazy. So there he's very important to them and he's no way he's going to be able to do it. He won't be able to stomach the wind. He won't be able to deal with the pain. Uh, he, once he takes a shot, he's going to be miserable and done for the game. So you don't want that just to sit him in and wait for next week at the minimum. Yeah, and we, uh, you know, Ty Montgomery is, he's questionable, and you referred to as FDX. So, and this is real critical for our listeners uh, who pay attention to the FDX score at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics. This is why you need to check it throughout the week because this is very dynamic. As injury reports come in, that is one of our things that we track. And so I'm guessing as it gets further in the week and he's more and more limited and he's questionable, even doubtful, then that will reflect in the FDX score. So it's important to, to track that throughout the week. Um, guys, the other big injury um, is to rookie Chris Carson, who suffered that fractured leg and looks like also a high ankle sprain. Dr. Preck, what do you make of this injury? This is obviously very complex and has a very lengthy recovery. Can you break down this recovery and, and give our listeners an idea of what Carson's dealing with? Yeah, I mean, this is, again, another gruesome video. If you see the way he was twisted at the ankle and then at his knee, um, again, another scenario where we're getting mixed reports. It sounds like he may have had a fracture or a break right underneath where the patellar tendon attaches to the shin bone. 
Uh, that's a big deal in and of itself. And then it's unclear, does he have an ankle fracture or a high ankle sprain? There's mixed reports on that as well. But the bottom line, he's got two big injuries in this lower extremity. Um, it's really going to be about six to eight months for him to start really training aggressively. Now, he'll work his way there, but six to eight months, he'll be, he should be okay for the end of training camp next year. Uh, but it's a big injury, and uh, but it won't be career-ending by any means. Yeah, no, Jesse, this is obviously, you saw, we saw Eddie Lacy um, get into the game. And actually, to me, it looked like the Eddie Lacy of old. He was hitting the holes hard. Uh, he had some quickness that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, who's, you know, obviously they have some other players there with CJ Procise, who missed last week's game, and uh, Thomas Rawls, who was inactive. Who's the guy to own there in, in terms of fantasy? So, I was writing up my waiver wire report for the week uh, and trying to figure out who to write. And <laughs> the problem is there's four different guys, which is crazy. I feel like it's the Patriots backfield. It's awful. Uh, it, Lacey went 11 for 52, which isn't awful. Uh, Rawls was a healthy scratch. I, I use that term healthy loosely. Um, then some guy named J.D. McKissick, went four rushes for 38 yards and a touchdown, and then he caught a pass for 27 yards and another touchdown. Um, and now Procise, who uh, what I believe he was in the game, but he didn't do as much, is he also expected to be back this week. Um, but so Procise is going to be the third down back and has the most bursts out of any of them. I don't really – I think Lacey will take over the, the, the majority of the um, snaps, and, and they'll use a combination between Lacey and Procise, and then um, Rawls will be Lacey's backup, and McKissick will be Procise's backup, if, you, if that makes sense. Oh. Um, but I don't – the problem is I feel like everybody's got an ankle injury this week. It's crazy. It's like they're handing them out like money. I mean, uh, Lacey is, for FDX is the highest out of all of those backs, sixty-three and a half as the twenty-fifth back this week because we're on. We have some buys this week um, in seven projected points. Rawls is, is way down. He's an eighty-fourth. I mean, he's, he doesn't have any projected points basically. McKissick wasn't a ranker. If it was, he was really, really low. And then Procise um, was also really, really low. And so. Um, We'll have to see how it plays out towards the end of the week. I don't think it'll be clear at all. Uh, I would avoid uh, all of them in cash yeah. leagues and in season leagues. Uh, Lacey may have the most upside, but he's also burned us a bunch of times. Um, maybe throw a couple of them in, in, in GPPs and tournaments and see if uh, you get lucky. That, that's really all we can tell. Yeah, I mean, this Carson was dynamic. He had that ankle fracture and sounds like uh, some one of the two bones in the uh, lower leg was fractured or at least partially fractured. And he underwent surgery today. So tough, tough road for him. Yeah, this does look and sound like New England backfield where you just don't know who to trust. Uh, certainly this week. Uh, Dr. Prick, let's move on. Let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr., who we talk about quite often. Uh, another guy that seems to be battling injury quite a bit. Dislocated his finger and uh, looked pretty gruesome injury where they put it back into place on the sidelines and also tweaked his ankle. What do you make of these injuries? Should fantasy owners be concerned this week and going forward? No, I don't think either of these are concerning. You know, the finger dislocation, you pop it back into place. 
it'll be a little stiff. You may uh, tape it to the other finger, but you know, for a receiver, you can function really well, even though you have two of your fingers uh, taped together. So that's not an issue from the receiving end. On the ankle side, when you looked at that video, you wanted to know, did he re-aggravate the ankle, but he came back, looked fine. So I don't think this is much of anything. I think uh, I don't have any issues, you know, keeping him in my roster for uh, week five. Yeah, you know, and Jesse's Eli Manning's playing some better ball, right? So as long as Odell Beckham is healthy, that offense seems to be hitting his stride a little bit. Um, Odell Beckham should be a good play this week uh, if he's healthy, and also Sterling Shepard, right? Yeah. Um, so kind of funny. I I work in Tampa, so I uh, about in the, this afternoon I was talking to the team doc of the Bucks. Uh, who was on the obviously on the sidelines at this game, and he said he saw uh, Beckham's finger when he caught it, and it just went this crazy direction. It was just funny. He said, "Oh my God, it was it just looked gruesome." But they popped it back in on the other sidelines, and he was okay. Um, but he was concerned a possible button fracture. Um, but uh, either way, it sounds like the finger will be okay. I'm a little more concerned about his ankle, but it sounds like he's just banged up and he's okay. Um, uh, uh, FDX does like him this week as the 15th top wide receiver. And he's definitely, um, I mean, he didn't do awesome last week, but um, Eli's playing much better uh, and they're getting the ball out so fast that I think he's got potential. Um, I would definitely consider starting him. Uh, FDX has him at 72 um, and, uh, and a half for a score with a projected eight points. Um, you know, it may be even a little higher depending on uh, the game flow. They're playing at home versus the Chargers this week and still searching for their first win. So uh, I, I like I like them this week. I also like Shepard, who CFX is high on, and then even maybe Brandon Marshall. And then Engram, who looked really good, the tight end, as well as um, they found a new running back, apparently, Wayne Gallman. Uh, you know, rushed 11 for 42 and then caught uh, two Two passes for eight yards and a touchdown. So if he can turn it up, then that will help free up some of the uh, the passing lanes. So um, don't sleep on the Giants' offense right now. Yeah, you know, and you, you hit on Sterling Shepard, who has an FDX of 9.53, which I think you said, and we're, I'm sorry, a 75.46 FDX. We're projecting him at 9.53 points. So, you know, and this is a – one thing that we launched this week, which we're real excited about at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics, is our projected value scores, where we basically take FDX and calculate it against a player's salary and try to gauge who carries the most value, right? Because, I mean, in DFS, value is everything. And certainly Shepard is third on the wide receiver ranks for projected value. So he has... a an FD a VX score of uh, 78.35. So he may carry a lot of value this week in DFS. So he might be a name to remember this weekend. Let's move on guys. Um, let's talk about Julio Jones, Dr. Correct. Who's got that hip flexor. Uh, he was injured in the game. Didn't return. I'm sure he broke a lot of fantasy uh, owners hearts last weekend. Uh, what do you make of this injury? I also read today that he's not expected to miss any games. Uh, is that consistent with your feelings on this? 
Yeah, you know, Julio is one of those other players. It just seems like he keeps getting uh, injured after season after season. But hip flexor can be concerning, almost like your hamstrings and your and your quads that can get strained. Uh, this is something that can be re-aggravated pretty easily. But it sounds like this was mild enough by MRI that they're not anticipating he misses any time. So, uh, you know, I, I think you're going to be fine this week with him. But if he starts getting overexerted or if it's, you know, a little bit too hot, um, he may flare this up and re-aggravate, which means that, you know, you'll lose him the rest of the game too. Yeah, now Jesse, obviously Julio Jones, everybody will be watching him closely this week, but Mohamed Sanu also suffered a hamstring injury. So the receiving core is a little banged up for Atlanta, maybe a week where Freeman and Coleman just explode. Huh? Well, actually, the good news is that they're on a bye this week. So, uh, you oh, they're on a bye this week, okay. Um, so you, they have an extra week to, to, to heal up, which is great news for Matt Ryan for his, for his, uh, regression, uh, uh, Freeman, because without the wide receivers, you're not really going to, you're, you're gonna, not going to get much out of Freeman or is, as much as you'd like it. Um, Col- uh, Coleman, who also looked really good this week, but also Julio, who I agree, Dr. Preck, he, he can't, it's not one thing, it's another with him, whether it's his foot or his finger or whatever it is. This time it's his hip flexor, and hopefully it sounds like uh, Coach Dan Quinn yesterday confirmed that he uh, may not miss any time. But uh, And then you have Mohamed Sanu, who's been a, a nice, solid uh, wide receiver too there. Uh, but as of this time, they, they should be good to go in week six versus the Dolphins. Good. Good, yeah, good to know. Yeah, get some extra time to to get healthy. Uh, let's move on, guys, to Michael Crabtree. Now, I'm I've been a little under the weather this the last couple of days, but I did something that Michael Crabtree didn't, and that's suit up for this podcast. So he sat out last week with a bruised lung, which sounds pretty brutal, Doctor Preck. What what's I mean? How serious is this injury? It sounds pretty bad. Uh, any concerns for him this weekend? Yeah, I mean, you know, this came out as initially just a chest contusion, and the reality is it was being, you know, uh, out in the media with kind of an inaccurate diagnosis. This is a much bigger deal. If you bang up your lungs and if you bruise them, that's a much bigger deal than just the outer covering of the ribs and the chest. So um, this is now his second week of the injury. And it really just depends on his ability to exert himself. And that's what this all boils down to. Can he run around and exert himself and not be in pain? And if the answer, and, and be short of breath. And if the answer is yes, he will play. And if the answer is no, he'll sit out another week. So watch this carefully through the week. It's going to be a day-to-day evaluation. It may even be a game-time decision for him because, you know, this can turn around pretty quickly. But, um, you know, it's just a bigger injury than uh, was initially uh, indicated. Yeah, and Jesse hit on a minute ago, this is the first week of bye weeks where Atlanta, Denver, New Orleans, and Washington is in the bye week. Uh, Jesse, you know, the Oakland's in bad shape right now. Amari Cooper is dropping everything that is thrown to him. It looks horrible. looks like his confidence is shot. They're now going to have E.J. Manuel throwing to him. We're going to hit on Derek Carr in a little bit. Uh, Things don't look promising in terms of fantasy in there in Oakland. Do Do you feel any differently? So uh, I have uh, Cooper in several leagues for reference, and he is not getting off the bench until he shows signs of life. He's definitely not going to get off the bench. Two to 
Yeah, the next two to three weeks. Uh, so let me talk very briefly about what a pulmonary or lung contusion is, a lung bruise. So typically associated with chest trauma, can be associated with a rib fracture. It damages these small blood vessels that carry blood and fluid, which then result in accumulating within that lung tissue. That then interferes with gas exchange, so you can provide oxygen, which then leads to, especially when you're running and straining and trying to develop that high oxygen, uh, becoming inadequate with oxygen leading to what we call hypoxemia. Uh, so that is very difficult to do when you're running uh, routes and trying to catch and then taking more hits. So I'm not at all surprised that he is not be able to come back. He's important to this team, so I wouldn't be surprised if they, they didn't rush him for this week and they gave him another week, uh, uh, you know, so we'll see. I, I'm not touching him until he's shown that he's uh, having a decent game. And I don't know if EJ Manuel could even, uh, you know, I'm sure he can hit him, but I don't, I don't want anything to do with him until, until he's shown he's healthy. No. Well, I agree with him. Even, 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 if, even if he were to play with EJ Manuel there, you're just not, I don't think you're going to get much production out of him. So even if you do see him, regardless of the lung contusion, I just think this is one where you, you just keep him on the bench because of what's happening around the key position players and the, the Raiders. Yeah, they, Raiders can't seem to do any pass protection either. So you, maybe Manuel's going to be doing some quick dump offs screens, maybe in some dump-offs to cook there for Oakland, but none of them are real exciting options. I took a chance um, on Amari Cooper this last week in DFS, and he dropped a goose egg, so he's dead to me. I'll never never get until he's shown some signs of life. <laughs> Guys, we've already hit on uh, Devontae Adams, who's got that concussion, so I'm just going to gloss over him. Uh, you know, real quickly though, Dr. Preck, before we do move on, Adam Schefter was quoted as saying that he could play this week. Now we know <laughs> there's no way to tell, right? We don't know at this point. Yeah, We don't know, but I got to tell you, if you get a chance, anybody who's listening, Google the helmet of Adams, Devonte Adams after that hit, that helmet was dented and that should give you an idea of the velocity oh, wow. and the speed that these guys hit each other. It is scary, and that makes you realize CTE and concussions are a big deal in the NFL. Mm. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, it makes you think that that new soft helmet that is the prototype, and they, I think they have sure. some out into the league. It's going to be a, something that we may see, see more of because that was a violent, violent collision. I'd be super surprised yeah. to see him this weekend, but everybody responds to concussions differently. So let's move on. Right. Guys. I want to talk about Marcus Mariota, who's – had a pretty slow start to the season, right? He has rushed for some touchdowns, but now he's got a hamstring injury. Uh, what do you make of this injury, Dr. Preck? Uh, is, do you think he'll play this weekend, or do you it probably sit it out? You know, I'm disappointed with Mariota. I mean, you know, he had a pretty good uh, year last year. Then, obviously, he had the fracture towards the end of the year. And he just hasn't seemed to be getting going this year. Now he's got this hamstring when he's trying to score the touchdown. Um, again, week after week, we talk about hamstrings. These are things that can be re-aggravated. We see them early on in the season. Um, it sounds like it's a mild type. So the problem is with a quarterback, especially a running quarterback, you can re-aggravate this pretty easily. So, um, I would bench him. I just, uh, if he plays, I would bench him. I think he will be a day-to-day evaluation. They'll see how he does. If he seems to be throwing well, working through his lower extremities and, 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 you know, uh, getting the velocity going through and the force through his hips, I think, you know, he'll play. 
But if he's struggling, he'll be benched. And I, I think it'll only yeah. be a week that he gets benched. Yeah, you know, and I'm looking at his weekly fantasy points history, which, uh, you know, for our listeners, you can get all that, the fantasy doctors analytics. We show all that with their injury history. And I'm looking here. He's been solid, just not spectacular. He's scored just over 18 points week one, 13, nine points, 19.7, and a little over 15. So he's been solid, just maybe not what people had hoped. And now he's battling injury. Now, Jesse, Matt Castle is the backup there. Not exciting at all. In fact, he looked, he didn't look good. Right. Um, this might be a week where it's going to be the DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry show there for the Titans. Yeah. I mean, I, they, this was a blowout from the beginning, unfortunately, but, um, go figure Deshaun Watson, but, um, so, I mean, Castle went, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Mariota went six for 10 for 96 and then two picks. Uh, but he went, you know, he went four for 39 and two rushing touchdowns. So he was kind of making it. And then all of a sudden he went down with that hamstring, and now we don't know how severe it is. It could be anywhere from a one week to four weeks. But here's the problem. A, not only his backup is Matt Castle, um, but uh, they have an awesome that is a problem. plate ahead of them. They, they, I mean, next week they're supposed to play uh, Miami, in Miami. Then they have Indy. Then they have at Cleveland. And then they have home versus Baltimore. That's a wonderful four games, and you're – Probably not going to have Mariota for some of it. Uh, we don't know how much. Uh, the last thing you want is for him to play half the game and then re-injure it further and then out for two or three or four more weeks. Um, Richard Matthews right. has been pretty good this year. Decker really hasn't done anything. Corey Davis really hasn't done anything, and they already ruled him out for this week. So I'd be uh, – Delaney Walker's there. So Delaney Walker may be a play this week. So Marco Murray actually looked pretty good. Um, uh, the past couple of weeks, surprisingly. Um, so those are only two other guys I'd start, but I, I don't want anything to do with this, and I can't trust Mariota right now uh, with that hamstring. Yeah, yeah. Rashard Matthews actually grades out pretty good. He's got an FDX of 71.91, and we're, pro- we're projecting 7.89 points out of him, so not a bad play at all. Uh, for the Titans. Now let's move on guys to Sam Bradford, who has been missing time with that knee injury, Dr. Preck. Uh, he's got a chance to play this week. Do you think that he will after uh, recovering from that knee injury? Yeah. You know, Mike Zimmer said he's day to day. The good news is the encouraging thing is we have not already heard that he's out for week five, right? So last week we heard it pretty early. The week after that was pretty early. So that's encouraging. The timeline for him is two to four weeks. So this is now week three. Um, and, and really just depends on how he does. This is going to be, just like Mike Zimmer said, a day-to-day evaluation. If it looks like his mechanics are there, that he's got velocity on his ball and that he's, he's feeling pretty good, he'll play. And if not, he'll be out. And, and so it's hard to really know, but this was a much bigger bruise than, uh, than, than we had anticipated. Uh, but two to four weeks, again, is the, is the normal timeline. If he does play, I'd be a little cautious with him because he's going to be rusty. He's going to have a hard time, you know, having a zip on the ball and throwing it down. So the time is going to be a little bit off. So um, even if he does play, personally, I, I would bench him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, what's interesting here, guys, is that even if he does sit, Jesse, you Diggs and Thielen, they've kind of proven to be quarterback, quarterback proof, right? I mean, they're producing and putting up numbers 
uh, with Case Keenum. So do you think that continues if Bradford uh, sits this week? Those guys, it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, Diggs will be in my, I have him in, if not every league, the majority of every league, uh, the majority of my league. She uh, is a high-end wide receiver, too, in every matchup until proven otherwise. So I don't care who's, I don't care if they pull somebody from the sidelines he, to, 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 to throw to him. He will catch the ball, and he will be effective. Five of seven for 98 yards. Uh, he didn't, of course, have a touchdown, and that was basically half of Keenum's yards. So Keenum regressed back to awful again. And I won in a game where I thought it would be a shootout, ended up being like fourteen to seven or something. I mean, it was it was I was like a you know it was it was a, it wasn't a very good game offensively anyway. But um, he's on pace for eighty eight catches for fifteen hundred and sixty yards and sixteen touchdowns. That's a very good season. So start digs with confidence. Thielen is not a wide receiver one. He's like a wide receiver three slash flex with upside. He'll have his weeks, and then he'll have his weeks that, you know, he won't be as good. They just remind you, they just lost Cooks, so you have to think about that. They're not going to have the effective running game to open up those lanes, right. or, you know, open those, um, those targets. So, Thielen uh, went 5 of 8 for 49 t- yards, which is, you know, is what it is. But they will go as the quarterback play goes. Um, but, but I like both of them this week uh, at the, against the Bears. Yeah, I do too. And Thielen definitely was hurt by that late fumble in that game. Now, FDX loves Stefan Diggs this week, guys. It's got he's got an eighty-one point one seven FDX score, which is very good. And we're projecting just over eleven points. He is our fourth running back um, on the ranking, so he is grading out really good, and the algorithms love him this week. Oh, let's move on, fellas. Let's talk about Jordan Matthews, who we talked about early uh, in the preseason. Um, so he had thumb surgery, right, Dr. Pareko? What, what injury did he have? What's this procedure? or what's, What do you know about this, and what's his recovery look like? So on either side of the base of your thumb, there are ligaments that stabilize the thumb, that joint. And so he tore a ligament, which meant his thumb was unstable. So imagine trying to catch a ball, and the nose of the ball goes into kind of the C of your thumb and your, and, and your second digit, and you just don't have the stability to grasp the ball, and so you can't catch it because you just aren't able to grip it. Um, and so he had surgery to fix that ligament. Um, the cool thing is, you know, this used to be a six- to eight-week, even a ten-week recovery, but there are some new um, implants that are being used that let guys come back at about four weeks. So don't be surprised we see him back late October, early November. Oh, wow. That's good news. Yeah, of course, he battled that sternum injury, and right. uh, he's, been bad. he's been injured most of this year. Now, Jesse, for the Bills, you got to believe if, you know, Charles Clay is going to be heavily, heavily utilized in that offense, right, if, you know, with Jordan Matthews absent. Oh, yeah. I mean, um you know, I really like Matthews coming out of the, of the spring uh, this year or if, uh, you know, season, preseason. I thought he had potential. I thought he would be a sneaky, maybe wide receiver, too. He just hasn't really put it together. He was just starting to build chemistry with Taylor, and then all of a sudden he does this. He gets his first touchdown, and then he unfortunately 
you know, uh, tore that ligament and requires surgery for, you know, a month, you know, which is cool with technology is amazing. Um, Charles Clay just keeps going bananas. I mean, the guy, it's, it's amazing that no one pays attention to this guy. Um, as far as wide receivers, they're going to have to fall back to Zay Jones, rookie, Andre Holmes, and, um, you know, maybe uh, Corey Brown. I, I mean, you're, I don't, maybe Jones, Jones is worth a look, but I, I don't know. I'm not sold Ugh. yet. They're playing in Cincinnati this week. Um, so, uh, you know, Clay, I think, is definitely a strong target. I mean, he had a monster week last week, uh, five of seven for 112 yards. Um, he's had 50 yards in, 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 and or a touchdown uh, in three of the four games this season. I mean, that's the top five or eight wide, uh, tight end. So, uh, unfortunate news for Matthews. Uh, maybe consider Zay Jones. Definitely consider Clay if he's on the wire. Good stuff. Good stuff right there. Uh, let's move on, guys, to probably, you know, along there with Dalvin Cook, the other really big injury from week four, Dr. Preck, and that's Derek Carr. Now, you did a video yeah. at the fantasydoctors.com that sort that went into good detail about this fracture in his back. Can you give our listeners an idea of what this injury is and what your expectations are for Derek Carr? Yeah, so Carr took a helmet to the back, uh, had back spasms, was out of the rest of the game, and, and we were told that, oh, it's just back spasms. But, you know, uh, Jesse and I both can tell you, back spasms usually mean something more is going on. Had an MRI, it showed that he had a transverse process fracture. Fancy word meaning one of the, the parts that kind of sticks out of the spinal column is broken. You know, just think about Tony Romo. He, he had the same kind of injury. Uh, he had two of them, although Carr only has one fracture. So this really is about pain not stability. Um, and, and really the timeline is two to four weeks with only one transverse process being fractured. It's probably more on the two week line. Um, and it's just going to be about pain. That's it. Yeah. And we've already hit on the implications there with, uh, EJ Manuel and probably the rest of those position players taking a big hit in fantasy. I want to move on guys to, to do our weekly check-in on Andrew Luck. Now, with that, you know, battling that shoulder injury, Dr. Preck, <laughs> no, is this is a broken record. Now, uh, the big word is this is going to, he's going to return to practice this week, right? So is he, is he going to play? I mean, uh, he's been doing some light throwing, I think. So it's hard to imagine he's going to ramp it up so fast this week that he's going to play this weekend. Do you feel differently about that? Do you see him playing this week? No, listen, you just can't ramp it up too quickly. You do that, you are going to really make his shoulder inflamed, and you're going to see his production be really low. So, you, I mean, you look at Cam Newton. You know, Cam's kind of been having good, bad, bad games, and his shoulder wasn't nearly as bad as Andrew Luck's. So you got to take it nice and slow, and the Colts have been doing that with Luck all along. And if they continue to follow that trend – Look for late October, early November to see luck in a real game. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, that's great stuff right there from Dr. Preck for people that took a chance and drafted him. I didn't. I stayed far away from him. Jesse, now, you know, Frank Gore's been really solid this year. I mean, if not, he hasn't been spectacular, but FDX loves him again this week. He's been real steady. Um, he's, he's got eight points last week, uh, 11 over 11 the week before and a little over 10 the week before that in week two. And T Y Hilton has shown some signs of life. Jack Doyle's in the concussion protocol. 
Uh, do you see this offense uh, changing much once Andrew Luck does come up and play, whether it's this week or next? Uh, what's what's the ramifications there for the Colts? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, as much as, as as awesome as Scott Tolgene was, as uh, <laughs> good as Jacoby Brissett has been, has tried to be, uh, I, I mean, they faced yeah. a, a tough road this past week, but um, the next uh, month doesn't look actually much better in terms of defenses. They're facing Jacksonville in week seven and Houston in week nine. Uh, and Cincinnati's not the worst defense. Um, so they have a rough go of it, but luck will be much better than Tolzien or Brissett. And then that's just what it is. Gore has looked pretty good, um, as you mentioned. I think uh, T.Y. Hilton. He is what we thought he was. Yeah, I mean, T.Y. Hilton it will be a very good once Luck's back, but, you know, it depends on the game scheme. I think he may have a good week this <clears> week. <throat> I haven't really done my research yet because it's still early in the week uh, versus San Francisco. But um, and, and Jack Doyle, if he, if he clears the concussion protocol, uh, is semi-reliable. I think Dante Moncrief may actually show up uh, once uh, Luck is back, but I, I I don't want anything to do with him until he does. Yeah, I don't blame you. Actually, T.Y. Hilton squeaked into our top 10 uh, rankings on FDX. He has an FDX score of 75.55. We're projecting uh, 9.5 points for T.Y. Hilton, so the algorithms like Hilton to a certain extent this week. Now, guys, that, that, that's it for our injuries. Real quick, Jesse, I want you to give us three names, uh, according to FDX this week, that are your top plays uh, for according to FDX. All right, so um, we've got some we've got some uh, kind of people that we expect this week, uh, which isn't the worst thing. But there's a couple that are kind of unexpected. Uh, for quarterbacks, uh, you have my my boy Tom Brady, who I'm actually going to get to see live for the first time in a long time here in Tampa uh, as the number one. Uh, then Philip Rivers, uh, which is not the, not a bad play. He's been playing half decent. Tyrell Williams went off this past week, and he's got Keenan Allen, who had a really uh, strong game as well. And Melvin Gordon is, is is there. And then Eli, as we mentioned earlier, has had a, a very solid uh, past week or two. So um, he's ranked number three. So I think you can lock and load uh, with either of those, and uh, we'll have to look at the, yeah. the value scores from uh, from the D, uh, FDX and see who's probably got the best uh, value score between Rivers and Manning. I know Brady's going to be expensive. Um, as far as running backs, the top three, uh, Gurley, Hyde, and Le'Veon. Le'Veon looked like the Le'Veon of old. Um, he was running aggressively, and he always seems to have a really good game against his against the Ravens. Uh, so uh, that was nice to see. Uh, Gurley just was bananas as he continues to be. He's been playing, you know, he, he doesn't run well, but then when you look at the numbers, they just add up. So uh, he's doing it a little, almost kind of like Le'Veon Bell-esque or David Johnson-esque, if you remember that he still plays football. Um, and then Carlos Hyde is kind of sandwiched in the middle. He's still banged up a little bit, but, um, you know, he has a chance to uh, to play well versus uh, the Colts this week. Um, and Kareem Hunt is kind of sneaking in at number four. And Andy Reid, if he just, you know, considers to give him the rock, he just, you know, he'll, he'll be going to town. Um, now, uh, as far as wide receivers, uh, 
Fitzgerald is, is listed as number one. He almost burned us last week, but he got that uh, last second touchdown, which ended up uh, saving my several of my teams. Uh, AJ Green's been uh, quietly solid the past couple of weeks, and he he actually had a very solid game this past week. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if that continued. And then Sammy Watkins is listed as number three for for FDX, uh, you know. And I think that uh, Goff has actually been pretty reliable, pretty surprisingly reliable. Uh, when while Gurley is kind of uh, a threat on the ground, they have Watkins and Woods on the outside. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I like I like him. And then Diggs is listed as number four. And then Mike Evans uh, uh, probably going to tear up my my Patriots defense, but uh, as number uh, as number five. And then finally for um, tight ends, you have Gronk as number one. Uh, Ertz as number two and Cameron Brait uh, of the Bucks number three and he had a good game this week I'm pretty sure he did uh, uh, had a touchdown uh, Kelsey's coming in at number four who had a monster game last night and I think that had to do with uh, game uh, game flow as well as uh, the secondary that he was facing that was banged up as well but uh, and, and Gronk's been healthy and while he's healthy you start him and he's a threat so um, and no one can cover him so I like them. I like them this week. I think the Patriots um, Bucks game is going to be a shootout. Yeah, cool. Very good. Give me just a few names. Uh, we're running out of time. Give me a few names that you're targeting on the waiver wire this week, according to FDX. So, as I'm typing my waiver wire report or writing it down, there's like I feel like there's a million names on this thing. Um, uh, Murray, Latavius Murray's there. Baltimore defense is there. Aaron Jones is there. Will Fuller, who showed up with two touchdowns, is there. Evan Ingram is there, who's had 30 targets through four weeks. Jared Goff, uh, except for he, the fact that he's facing Seattle and Jacksonville. Then McKissick from uh, or Seattle, who, who uh, you know, had a monster season at Arkansas State and now had a very good uh, week last week. Fun yeah. for, you know, uh, who had two touchdowns on seven targets. He caught all of them. Tyler Croft, who won the league, who ended up coming out of nowhere to get seven <laughs> targets and two touchdowns. You know, Jaron Brown for for the Cardinals, who went eight for 105. Willie Sneed, don't forget about the Sean Watson. About the Sean Watson. Yeah, the Sean. On your watch, get him. Um, Kamara, the, the running back for the New Orleans Saints, and then that Wayne Gallman, the, the, the uh, also the running back. I mean, you have Alex Collins. So there's there's so many guys. Andre Elliott yeah. had a really stream for the Cardinals, uh, uh, kind of doing a little bit of what David Johnson would do. So those are some names that are if they're available. Yeah. Um, you know, throw a, throw a a um, a, uh, a wire a wave wire spot in for him. Yeah, I, Alex Collins, I picked up in a couple leagues and fumbles. Fumbles are gonna uh, sort of damper his uh, his ceiling a little bit if he continues to fumble. He's on a short leash. Uh, you can't imagine he'll get too many more looks there. Uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, real quickly, I want to go over uh, a few things that happened today at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics where we implemented our version 3 algorithm. We continue to refine uh, this stuff is, is to make it the best product for fantasy football and DFS. So go check out our rankings, the FDX score. They're live on the site right now at the fantasydoctorsanalytics.com. And those are the version three algorithms as we continue to refine and make these better. Also, two really exciting features that we launched this week are is our head-to-head projections. And what this is, guys, is this 
this is it breaks down each game, each matchup, and gives you our project our FDX score and our projections for each game. So if you're a guy that likes to do stacks and FDS, this is a really good resource. Um, I encourage you to go check that out. And then last, uh, we just launched today our projected value score. I'm really excited about this one. And I touched on it a little bit uh, earlier. This is where we take FDX and DraftKings salary, and we calculate it and figure out who carries the most value. And in terms of DFS, that's huge. That means everything. And this is called the FDVX. And that's also live on the site. So go check that out. And again, if you're not subscribed on iTunes, go do that. Leave a review. This is a weekly show. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this is the Fantasy Doctors Podcast, and we'll see you next time.